0: I want to say good morning and an amazing morning or evening if you're listening in the evening and watching in the evening or afternoon. I hope you're all having the best Saturday of your life. I'm going to do the best that I can to make it the best Saturday of your life. That might be a little bit of a difficult task right now, but given some of the noise that we're seeing in the news and in the world, but I, I think we can, we can do something and we can... All come together as we always do on the Freedom Coffee live stream to celebrate the freedoms that we have, and the ones that we've protected, right? During Freedom Convoy, for example, and we can look forward to expanding those freedoms in the future. And uh, you know, I told you a little while ago, uh, I'm very optimistic and bullish for the future. But there's going to be some bumps in the road, <laughs> and I think we're seeing uh, definitely some seeing some of those bumps in the road, which were. Discussing uh, which we're seeing this uh, this week, and we'll be discussing in a couple minutes. But how do we expand our freedoms? Well, the first thing we got to do is we got to get out of a state of anxiety. We do that by grabbing our cup of coffee and or tea, if you are in uh, in England, like my British friends do. And we get ourselves in a state of positivity. We reduce the anxiety. We acknowledge that we're all here. We come come together. And we're just going to be talking, sharing ideas, and I'm looking for your ideas in the chat as well. Uh, I like your feedback. That's how we're going to solve the problems, not by just one person pontificating, but you know, by us sharing um, sharing some ideas. And there's things that I don't know. That what I'll do is I'll ask you for your opinion because uh, you know I, I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything, right? But anyways, uh, we take this, you know, our freedom coffee that reduces our anxiety. We take a sip of coffee and once we do, now we're into a positive state. And now we can sit back and look at the world and not be so emotionally driven by some of the outrage that we all know that's there and we get it. Uh, Cheryl, good morning. And thank you for joining. And it's so good to see you here as well. Thank you uh, for joining us. So a couple of things, more citizens to vote Rocky for PM, according to Beth over here on uh, Locals. So, uh, yes, Jesse, Rocky is becoming increasingly popular. He's definitely more popular than any of our useless politicians. I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. (laughs) Uh, The Uniparty. All right. So, uh, first, please like, share, and subscribe. Got a bunch of things I want to go over. So a lot of things I had to jot down uh, because so much has gone on. I I haven't done this for about a week or so. Uh, I think I'm going to have a solution, actually, and change format a little bit. I think we're going to continue doing Saturday morning long-form streams like this. But I have something else I may incorporate that's a little bit more regular. I'm going to see if I can test it this week. So, uh, more things coming. Uh, Okay, also, if you are following on Locals, I uploaded... For those of you who know, I went to the, uh, the United Kingdom, for those of you who don't know... Went to the United Kingdom, did a bunch of – a few interviews there, co-hosted Lotus Eaters, did Brokenomics, also did Symposium uh, when I was in Florida, and uh, Trigonometry, which was the very very large – I guess the – well, not the largest, but – anyways, the Trigonometry one I think is up to like 350,000 views or something like that, which is good for a long-form – Interview like that. So uh, the Brokenomics I did is behind the paywall on Lotus Eaters. So if you could please, you got to check out lotuseaters.com. It's an amazing platform in terms of news, philosophy, history to give context to all the news that we're seeing. So it's it's amazing. Uh, Carl and the guys have done amazing work building that out. But last night, what I did with their permission is I downloaded the full episode of Brokenomics. And I uploaded it to the locals honking for Freedom Street. So, if you want to watch that full episode, I've released part one, which is much of what you know, some of what you don't, uh, the lead up to the convoy, as Dan was asking me through questions uh, to explain it all. So, part one is basically the origin stories, how it all came about, all that sort of stuff, and how it ended. Part two, part two. Is the part that uh, Big Con is not going to be like is not going to be happy with. Part two is going to be released next week, so go to locals, uh, subscribe to or join the Honking for Freedoms community. You can watch part one on the platform there, and part two, which may end up being behind a paywall, we're going to figure that out. But part two, which is about forty-five minutes, 45, 50 minutes, something like that. That's everything that's happened since the convoy, up until today. Well, not up until today. Up until a couple of weeks ago when I was in England. Uh, Benny, you want to be Rocky's PR guy? Uh, boost the GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, that really worked out well for me last time. Oh, those fuckers stole all our money. <laughs> There's such trash people in government. You know, in government and political parties. Like they really are the trailer trash of the world. I'm sorry. All right, so uh, that's one thing. Next, I'm going to be on GB News tonight, uh, tonight at, I guess, well, uh, British time, so 9.45 tonight, which is, what, 4.45 in the afternoon. I think GB News live streams it online, I'm not sure, but that's uh, nothing. Oh, and another point, so I've gotten a few... Emails through Substack. So there's a lot of people that subscribe to my Substack. I have another one coming out hopefully by the end of today if all works out. And that... uh, So I've had people try to email me. The problem is because there's tens of thousands of people there and I have it going through an alias structure. It's a little bit complex. But the problem is I can't respond to the emails. There's just so many alerts and likes and all that sort of stuff, and people who subscribe, I just get lost in it. That's why I have, um, what's it called? We have, uh, I have a a support structure in Substack, which is, I think it's 45 bucks for the whole year or like three bucks a month or something like that, whatever it's uh, set up to, where you can post comments and those comments I'll see because they're segregated differently in Substack. It's just the only way I can come up with a means to keep track of all the inflows of information, because it's just too much, there's only so much I can handle. plus you have all these other projects. I got trucking, i to be in the truck again tomorrow, and just my, my head will explode if I, if I didn't do something to kind of funnel it. Uh, so if you want to send me any sort of comments like that, the best way is always Twitter uh, through a Twitter DM, but if you're not on a Twitter DM, if you subscribe to the Substack, then you can reach out to me directly. So um, okay, I did a poll. A few days ago, which I think is ending today, if I'm not mistaken. And the poll asks this question. What is the first political party in Canada to support actual terrorist organizations due to political entryism from foreign actors? The NDP, the Liberals, or the Conservatives? What do you think? It's an interesting question, isn't it? I would maybe suggest, if you could, go give it a vote. It's uh, one of the more recent tweets on my... Uh, Twitter slash X uh, profile, you'll see the poll there. Right now as it stands, uh, 38% of people believe it was the NDP, 56.8% of people believe it was the Liberals, and 4.5% believe it was the Conservatives. And I thought, really? Really? You think the Liberals embraced terrorism before any other parties? Really? Okay. Anyways, that's the little hint. Um... Bridget, I'll I'll tag love and <laughs> Bridget. I'll I'll call you after. Okay. Um, good news. This is what a part of the that Bridget will like. Got really good news for everybody. This is a sign of hope, and uh, that is, the lawyer in the Leach Barber trial um, was uh, he's confirmed absolutely everything that myself and Bridget. Have been saying and Diverge Media has authenticated and Chris Barber and Chad Eros and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the, they have confirmed everything in a report from Rebel News, which is highlighted day twenty. Uh, they in that report, uh, whatever the guy's name is, the guy the big guy with the um, the protein shakes. Uh, he explains that uh, everything that I've been saying, Diverge, everybody else, and this is a, this is a quote from him. It's slightly off, but um, you get the idea. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Uh, Chris Barber became frustrated that he was unable to do what the police wanted them to do, meaning the truckers, which is to consolidate their presence. That's according to, on the record, testimony in the court case in the closing statements From their lawyers. Let me read it again. Chris Barber became frustrated that he was unable to do what the police wanted them to do, which was to consolidate their presence. Consolidate their presence. Everything Diverge Media came across that he said, right? Remember he said they wanted to consolidate and they knew that consolidating would shrink the protest by 75%. And one more time, Chris Barber became, a.k.a. Big Fed. (laughs) Big Fed became frustrated that he wasn't able to do what the police wanted them to do, which was to consolidate their presence. Because the rest of the truckers told him, go fuck yourself. (laughs) That's what happened, right? Even that that idiot, uh, Hurt Locker Tom, he said when he showed up, uh, you know, the military expert middle manager computer programmer. What a loser. Anyways, the guy who was LARPing as this military expert came in and said, oh, yeah, this is perfect. The police will, won't be able to kettle the trucks. And then he proceeded to help move them so that the trucks could get kettled. So on the on the court record in that testimony, it's nice to see that Rebel News and the lawyers And all the JCCF trash, that garbage, Carpe and all of them, uh, they all agree with everything that myself, Tamara and everybody else's – myself, Tamara, myself and Bridget and everybody else and Greg and everybody else has been saying and the research proves that they were frustrated. They were unable to do what the police wanted them to do, which was consolidate their presence. I don't know how many truckers drove across the country to s- consolidate their presence. From what I understood, we were there to end mandates and end the Arrive Can app. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, right? I'm just a messaging guy, right? <laughs> Hysterical. The messaging guy that, of course, they thro- tried to throw under the bus to ensure that you wouldn't listen to me be- and tried to infuse you all with narrative poisoning. Um, but what they're doing is they are telling you directly on the record. And another phrase that was used was to reduce the impact. Is the whole pro- point of a protest to reduce the impact? Is, is that what they were? The truckers were there to do. So I think you're starting to see why these truckers got arrested. I think you're trying to starting to see that, aren't you? That they were trying to do what the police wanted. I didn't realize the police were in charge of the protest. I, I, maybe, I should, maybe I should have called the police directly and said, hey, guys, you know, I'm the one doing the messaging and the media strategy here. Uh, let me know what you want us to do, right? Because these uh, political fools who are being uh, either feds or being used as feds, uh, they're co-opting the whole convoy. So why don't you just tell me directly and I'll just say what the police want to be done. How about that? How about that? Anyways, and knowing this, so all the people that have been, you know, they're running these little groups with the word freedom and co-opting every, every group as much as possible to infuse them with narrative poisoning. And so people will go along with the big lie sort of thing. Uh, do you think any of these people will admit they're wrong? Like it says here, this is exactly what the lawyer said in closing statements. That Chris Barber became frustrated he was unable to do what the police wanted them to do, which was consolidate the, the presence, consolidate their presence. So will the people who've been trashing Bridget all this time, do you think they will admit that they were wrong? Think about it. Will they admit they're wrong? Like this is now public record. This is all in the court case. Everything we've been saying. Everything. Do you think they'll admit they were wrong? Some might, but a lot of them won't, right? Remember that anytime you get frustrated with people who still still support Justin Trudeau. Remember your team behaves, some people on your team behave the exact same way. Irrefutable evidence on the court record, on the public record, submitted in court, proves everything that I have been saying and diverges media's research, all evidence-backed, everything will prove everything that I've said, right? Will they admit they're wrong, or will they behave like the Trudeau people? And don't forget your freedom passport to go on the freedom train. (laughs) That's the funniest thing for those of you who don't know. Uh, The Rebel News grift, the people who sabotaged us – uh, they're hosting uh, Tamara and a couple of bands on their uh, Rebel News. Uh, they're having some trip or cruise or whatever. And in order to go on the cruise, you you have to get a freedom passport just like we needed to get Doug Ford's freedom passport to go to a restaurant, right? How fucking stupid are they? Like, really, so dumb. <laughs> so don't forget your freedom passport. <laughs> Oh God, I love it! Oh hell, they went from uh, Tamara started to it to well, uh, yeah, Bridget. They they do what the left does. Bridget says, "Oh hell no!" They went from Tamara started it to well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they do what the left does, right? The Canadian, uniparty, all behaves like the left. It's not true, but if true, it's good, right? That's what they're gonna do. So they're gonna shift from. Us explaining how the Freedom Convoy was co-opted to saying, oh, no, Dictor's a Fed, Bridget's a Fed, blah, 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 to switch to, well, we co-opted it, but it was a good thing. Watch. That's going to be the exact strategy they're going to use. And hopefully a small percentage of people, only a small percentage of people will fall for it. This is the art of persuasion, right? This is marketing. And this is what the – The political class does is put you all into groups because ultimately they're all communists, whether the conservative party, liberal party. They're all common. They all look at everybody, not as individuals, but in terms of groups. Right. Rebel says. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to keep that one quiet, Jesse. But yeah, that's great. People can read that in the comments. They understand. Um, Okay. So on that message, because we're going in this is what you're watching is propaganda. Like Rebel News a propaganda agency. Yeah, sometimes they do some things that are good, but you know, for the uh the 20% of good that they do, they destroy their reputation. So they have zero credibility for the good that they do because of all the other bullshit that they do, right? From my opinion. That's that's how I see it. Okay. This is on this theme of uh, of propaganda. So personally, I don't know about you. I am in awe of the amount of propaganda that has been used to defend Hamas, a Muslim Brotherhood militia. It's shocking how effective it's been, right? Let's do a, a, a little quick review, right? Uh, Israel was invaded. Hostages were taken. Um, many people were killed. The one that came out yesterday or the day before was this elderly woman who was 87 years old or something, taking care of her thirteen year old granddaughter. Both of them were both of their bodies were found dead because they were kidnapped. Uh, young women were burned alive. and they, they burned women alive like it was the fucking seventh century. Burned women alive, young women. Burned them alive. Think about that. You saw saw the porto potty video where all those um, young women from um, I think it was a it was a, I think it was a kibbutz they were hiding in these porto potties, so they just randomly started shooting them, just like a concentration camp, that sort of execution. Uh, the uh, babies were murdered by Hamas under this misnomer Palestine, which doesn't exist. Uh, babies were murdered. Uh, you know what was great in terms of, uh, or, or effective in terms of propaganda? Ben Shapiro posted a picture of one of the babies that was burned alive, which is really gruesome. You know what the propaganda was? The campaign from the other side to, to um, uh, what's it called, to discredit and deconstruct it, to make people think. It was generated by AI. It wasn't, but people bought it. That's how far the bias shifts. Crazy. So you show people evidence, and this is why people are never persuaded by information or data. You show them photographic evidence, and the response is, well, I don't believe your evidence. It's crazy. But this was 7th century brutality. This is ISIS, and ISIS comes from a certain philosophy in the world, right? Um, anyways. the uh, Sorry, guys. It's just really frustrating. It's really frustrating to see this level of stupidity. And, you know, with all of this, many people still – it's weird. They just go shift over that they can – be people can be programmed – with any any opinion right this is an example of the muslim brotherhood laundering their opinions through you and through people you know people in the freedom movement the people who co-opted the freedom movement right using as imam Tawhidi calls us the white people using us as pawns and mouthpieces to regurgitate and parrot their talk, their their perspective which is fake or their information that's fake, you know, laundering them. They launder these opinions through leftists, but they also launder the opinions through fringe leftists who think they are right wing. Like for example, Fed McKenzie, Fed McKenzie is so close to a communist. He's not right wing, not even close. He's racist. He's a pig. He's a piece of shit, but he's left wing. He's not right wing because he wants social constructionism around race that's left wing that is not right wing he's the opposite and the reason the left wing establishment tries to tar him with the far right uh, brush cuz they don't want him amongst them but they're the exact same thing it's a horseshoe i say hey, now a horseshoe circle right and you see that from also other fringe latinos uh sorry fringe uh, a- asshats like that uh, latino Ah uh, Nick Fuentes, I think is his, his, yeah Fuentes, who pretends to be a white supremacist, but he's latino, he's in that little group of trash as well, all of them they are laundering the opinions of the Muslim brotherhood, the people who are trying to subvert the West, they're laundering their opinions through idiots like that, useful idiots like that as as Yuri Bezmenov, uh calls them, right All these people are collectivists, all of them. Which is why the battle right now, today, philosophically, is around collectivism versus individualism. And it's shocking to see how easy people can be manipulated into the collectivist framework, right? And you see that, you know, even people I know that, um, yeah, I said to one of them, what the hell are you posting? He's posting some meme around, uh, you know, members of Congress Jewish, he puts them with Israeli flags. I'm like, you understand one's a religion, one's a country, right? Like, what's the matter with you? That's the collectivist worldview. And you, you don't have to look very closely to see, like all groups, there's a variety of opinions that are all at odds with each other. How many of these communists come from ch- Christian backgrounds? I'm sure all of you who are Christians don't sh- share the same opinions. But the collectivist frame would be, well, all those Christians believe X. That's exactly what they do to Jews. Oh, all Jews believe X. We got to get out of this collectivist uh, framework or it's going to destroy the West. That's why people like Fed McKenzie and the other brainlit trash are so dangerous. Because they're turning you into collectivists because they're peddling left-wing ideology. Anyways. Uh, funny how he's giving one side of the story. You have to understand the story. Has, um, uh, blah, 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 Lisa. I understand. Who? Well, Ben has a tad uh, depressed. Could I please ask for prayers for my friend who just found out her cancer has returned? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so it's really dangerous. It's really concerning that, that people have fallen into this trap in you know the whole ethos of the freedom convoy was about freedom notwithstanding you know many of our criticisms uh mine included of the behavior of the current israeli government but that is a western nation just like canada and the united states they have their woke supremacists as well they're dealing with the problem and just like in canada the left and the right both imposed uh the passports and mandates and all that sort of stuff right It's just really frustrating that people can't understand because we've been so poisoned with this narrative poisoning to have this view of the Middle East that's completely counterfactual. And people are completely oblivious to the fact that you saw 7th century barbarism, burning young women alive, invading a country, and people in the West side with that. Well, no wonder your civilization is is collapsing, right? This is why you're able to see uh, this narrative of people chopping off children's genitals and supporting it. It, It's crazy. It's crazy-making. And we need to go back to like an objective view of the world and understand that this is not how it works, right? Like, it's just... I don't know. I don't know. It's just really... um, It's really frustrating. I mean, the there this is this serves as proof that our opinions are given to us that if we hear things repeated over and over and over again then we'll just regurgitate them especially if things we're really not passionate about and i've discussed this in a previous stream that if it's something like you know and for me it's cars or certain music or whatever like nobody can pull the wool over my eyes but if it's You know a political issue on the other side of the world something i'm not familiar with it's very easy to inject narrative poisoning right and that's what's happening uh to people here and you know we're also seeing people celebrating this is crazy you know those mass prayers that have now started to assemble in western countries so the way that works is there because there's so much political entryism from extremist groups In Western countries, they're using the voter member list, like party member lists, to get people out in mass and the list of the NGOs. And in many cases, we see this in Canada, too. They'll bust people in and they'll pay them, you know, 50 bucks for the day or whatever to come and march and blah, 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 and hold up a sign for this country that never existed. It never existed. It existed until 1948. They changed the name to Israel, which they, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it's. It, anyways, they decided on it and maybe strategically it would have been better to keep the name. Right? Or the, what would the PLO have done? I guess they would have figured out another strategy when they resurrected the name. But anyways, um, so they're utilizing the, the lists from parties of political parties and members and all that sort of stuff. And they're going out on the streets, and this happened in Toronto a couple of days ago, where they had mass prayers in the streets. Did you know, the mass Islamic prayers, did you know that's illegal in Saudi Arabia and all over the Middle East? You're not allowed to congregate and hold mass prayers in the streets? In Saudi Arabia, the home of Islamic tradition, you are not, it is illegal to have a mass prayer in the street. Do you know why? You know why? Because it's a sign of radicalism. That's why. Yet we see it all over the West, and everybody just tolerates it. You want to know why your your, your civilization is collapsing? It's because people are embracing this. They're embracing their own destruction. The word is called hijra, by the way. You can look it up. And... Uh, I think Spencer does uh, some really good talks about that. Those of you who know, don't know Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch, you should check him out. He's uh, he's fantastic. But anyways, um, it's crazy. It's just uh, <laughs> it's crazy what's going on, and it's just so it's so weird to see Westerners defending the perpetrators in this seventh century barbarism. I mean now you can understand why you know there were people in the west famously Henry Ford who supported uh, the Germans in the 1930s and you think how could be how could people be so fucking stupid really how how could they be so stupid to to support their own destruction well there you go Henry Ford himself was exactly the same way you know and people you know oh and also important to notice that None of these protests – this is why the, the the fact that it comes from members, member lists from NGOs and political parties and whatever. All these protests you're seeing around the West, this is kind of the good part. This is the little sign of hope. None of it is organic. None of it. This is all orchestrated. It's funded by foreign entities. It's There's not mass assemblance of thousands of people going out on the street and supporting – this sort of barbarism it's orchestrated it's planned it's paid for it's propaganda right that's the good sign of hope you know but people ask why do i talk about this because i'm canada first i look at what's happening you know you have to maybe because i'm i've always been kind of obsessed with history you look and see what's happening in countries like israel what happened in bosnia what happened in iran what happened in, in Venezuela? It's coming here. You can't ignore it. You can't pretend it doesn't exist. You can't hide under the bed and just do this and whatever. It's coming for you. And it's very aggressive. And either you learn to push back or you will have nothing left. Maybe not you. Maybe your kids, grandchildren's generation, whatever. But it is all totalitarian. This is what the Freedom Convoy fought against. It fought against the totalitarian encroachment into the Canadian government. We have totalitarian encroachment coming from foreign entities. Utilizing a segment of a population to do it. We need to fight against it the same way we fought against it in Ottawa. Totalitarianism in any form is not to be accepted or you will have zero freedoms and talk to anybody who's grown up in an extremist culture in parts of the world and they'll explain it to you whether it's communism Eastern Europe European communism or whether it's certain parts of the Middle East where they grow up under extremism it's all authoritarianism and they're propagandizing you to embrace it and they're trying to co-opt you know, free, free, uh, free, free Palestine. You know, it's funny. I talked about this in a space the other day. When you hear the phrase free, free uh, from the river to the sea, uh, Palestine, blah, 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 with all that crap, people often omit the statement before because there's a it, – it's part of – it's a dual and it, it's very structured. It's actually excellent propaganda. What they say before, not always but often enough – We want 58 states, we don't want two states. Can somebody explain to me what that means? We want 58 states, we don't want two states. I'll give you a hint. There's 56 Islamic states in the world. We want 58 states, we don't want two states. From the river to the sea, blah 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 bullshit. That's why this is important. And this is not going away if we try to pretend or just try to go along or they utilize social proof, which is the tactic of building, you know, large crowds of people. It's not going away. It's getting exponentially worse. What? And it's funny. In terms of that narrative, we're seeing the exact same type of hypnosis, this mass hypnosis That we've seen before. I'll give you another example of it. Trump is a racist. Trump is a white supremacist. TDS, everything Trump does is bad, right? Have you noticed something? Everything Israel does is bad. It's the exact same strategy. It's exactly the same. It's TDS applied onto Israel, but I would argue that it came long before Trump. It was utilized with Israel. That's why so many people are suffering narrative poisoning at this point. For, for a state that doesn't even exist. To, do I have to get into the background, the historical background to explain that? I don't know. I've explained it enough in some Twitter spaces. I can post some links of people if you want to watch a 10-minute video that explains it. But um, uh, it, it's a word that did not ex- – well, did not exist. The mandate for Palestine was a mandate. It was not a country. It was a mandate for a region, which included Transjordan. Anyways. But they did excellent branding in 1964 when a terrorist group that uh, invented the hijacking, by the way. (laughs) They're the first ones that hijacked uh, airliners. That's the sort of people you're dealing with. All right. On to um, – oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Related to this, you know, Bill Maher, who I don't agree with a lot on, was uh, put a segment up discussing in line with this the brain the collective brainwashing and propaganda that people are suffering from. And what he said in his segment is, "Just tell people not to go. Tell young people not to go to college." It he says, "quote It just makes you stupid," which is exactly what we're seeing just propagandizes people, right? You're seeing the Red-Green Alliance, which is the communist and Islamists. It's not alliance, but they play off one another. Uh, They've managed to subvert a number of countries so far and take over. Sometimes one wins, sometimes the other, and the other kills the other. Uh, We're seeing that on our university campuses, and that's the goal. It's the Red-Green Alliance goal to destroy the West, as outlined in the Muslim Brotherhood document that was leaked in 1992. It's not new information. Might be new for a lot of people, but you know. <clears throat> but it explains that so much of this is coming from university campuses. All right. Um, uh, also, the illegal immigrants that haven't been vetted have no idea where these hidden co- uh, cells are. Uh, yes, Cheryl. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. I was. Uh, I know somebody who is regularly crossing the border. Into Mexico from Arizona, like on a regular basis, and what she's been telling me for quite some time is, she said, "She's she's Mex- she's Latina she's Mexican she speaks Spanish." She's like, "Yeah, none of them speaking none of them speak Spanish; they're all speaking Arabic." She, like, I've never seen so many people who speak Arabic cross the border into the United States from Mexico, and it's been known for ten years now that Hezbollah had been working with the cartels in Mexico. Again, political entryism, but into the, uh, the cartel community, right? What do you think that's going to do? Very dangerous. We are playing with fire. It's going to get very violent. And look, I am positive over the long term, and that has not changed. But I told you there's going to be bumps in the road. These are some of the bumps. And the more we pretend these things aren't happening, the more bumpy it's going to get. All right, um, George Floyd, <laughs> a little bit of positivity. Uh, well, hey, Ben, my London group wants to do an event. Let's do it. Sure. Okay, let me know. Uh, I'll call you after. Let me know. I'll. Um, we just got to work around schedules, but it would be my pleasure. George Floyd, <laughs> for those of you who saw Tucker Carlson, uh, released a video yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Firstly, don't be a chooch. You know it's amazing is it's taken three years, it's taken enough chaos that people are no longer or less afraid to speak out and call out bullshit, and Tucker Carlson being fired from Fox News to start his own platform and get hundreds of millions of views, for us all to be able to say what we all saw with our own eyes from day one was A cracker, a crackhead, not cracker, a crackhead overdosed on fentanyl and a a cop happened to be trying to subdue him at the same time. We all know that. We all saw it. Now, I understand we all have to be skeptical when we see video, but when you see the entire video beginning to end, police cameras to the very end, it's very clear the guy overdosed on fentanyl because he swallowed it all, I guess trying to hide it because he didn't want to go back to jail because he'd been in jail his entire life (laughs) and um it's funny that's that's how i mean that's how i interpreted seeing it i think that's how anybody who was objective could see it that oh okay so a crackhead overdosed on fentanyl and was resisting arrest okay cool not the first time it's happened <laughs> by any means, won't be the last time. And somebody I know, it was so frustrating, who is got a pretty large platform, had a very large platform, a uh, little bit lefty, but you know, kind of reasonable. The first day that that video, or the second day that video came out, automatically ran to, I remember him, him saying that this to me, I know that cop wanted to kill him. Really? How do you know that? That's called mind reading. Because he's primed to have an anti-police bias. Just like certain people are primed to have an uh, an anti-Trump bias. Or some people are primed to have an anti-Israel bias, which is what you're seeing with all the, the lefties, Gaza. If you hear enough your entire life, that Israel's bad, and you never hear the justification or the other side of the story, then you're flying blind in life. It's just like when people tell me, "I don't know, they hate uh, Trump, they hate conservatives or whatever, uh, or they believe in all these hoaxes, you know you just want to feel I don't know compassion, but they've just been brainwashed because they haven't heard, they've only heard one one narrative. That's it. They haven't heard the story. They haven't heard the truth. They haven't had the the facts. They don't have a lot of the nuance, which is very important. And it's the same thing. That's what ended up getting this cop in jail. Was he a good cop or not? I have no idea. But in this one particular incident, it's irrelevant whether he was a good cop or a bad cop. Uh, he had a guy who swallowed fentanyl and he engaged in a procedure that was dictated by that police, de- by that police department, that was, you know, they all have different rules, rules of engagement, but they have different procedures for subduing um, assailants as they're arresting them. And believe me, I'm very sensitive to the corruption within policing. It usually comes from politicians, which is what we saw in Ottawa. That's uh, that's pol- politicians dictating what police forces do. That's why most police police officers didn't go to Ottawa. And they had to do mass recruiting of new recruits, which is what most of those cops were. Minus a couple of dumbasses, right? Because they're so politicized. And uh, that's what we're watching with um, with the fentanyl Floyd thing. It's really frustrating. But it just goes to show that how we form our opinions, we often think, oh yeah, we come up with it on our own. No, it just depends on what's being sent to us. That's why it's important to... Listen to the other side. It's important to listen to left or progressives. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them. In my case, it's made me more firm in my understanding and my beliefs of my own opinions when I see it right, and that's what we have to do more of. But um, it's it's the be- the best hedge against being brainwashed is understanding all sides of an argument, because if not, then you end up becoming like the BLM people with fentanyl floyd you become their cousins in the free palestine a place they have no idea that it doesn't even exist can't point it out on a map they have no clue what it is they don't know any of the um the back the the history behind it they have no clue it's just good bad black white red blue the simplistic binary view of the world and there's some people who just can't process anything more intricate okay Well, then we don't need your opinion so much. We need thinkers that can actually walk through these things and articulate, you know, and articulate the opposition's argument. If you can't explain the argument from the people who disagree with you, then you're probably suffering some degree of brainwashing. That's for all of us. Includes Trudeau, right? I don't like Trudeau at all. Believe me. Believe me, I don't like that guy. But I can explain the argument from people who support him. I agree. I disagree with it. It's complete nonsense, but at least I understand how they can come to that conclusion, right? So where's the positivity in all of this noise that we've talked about today? Because I think there are some signs of positivity over the long term. I don't think that has changed. Uh, One of the things is the fact that all of this mass protest and the crap you're seeing online and the ad hoc Twitter spaces by activists tied to extremist groups who are trying to manipulate all of you and whatever. The good sign is that they're desperate. It's just like selling the lie around the Freedom Convoy. The brainwashing eventually will wear off. That's why they need to keep repeating the lie over and over and over again to keep it fresh. But once the momentum wears out, the brainwashing will uh, subside over time, right? And if people are aware that it's potential brainwashing, then it's even easier to do. All of the topics that I've brought up, when you talk about it with other people, we all know to be prepared for the rebuttal that it's scriptive because this is the programming of how human beings think. I've mentioned it before the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. So when you talk to somebody who is I don't know, pro-terrorist, and you try to explain they invaded Israel, they burned young women alive, and killed young babies, what do you want them to respond with? If that was the United States and Canada did it, every American, Democrat or Republican, would want Canada turned into glass, and you would want the same thing as well if they had done it to you. All of you would, because that is a natural um, human instinct. And response. But when you try to explain this to people, you don't have to get upset when, they, when they're unable to listen. Why? Because of the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. So when you try to explain that in testimony in court and what Rebel News reported on, where, where's the original? Let me get the quote right because I want to make sure the quote is right. In testimony on the public record, Chris Barber, big fed, Became frustrated that he was unable to do what the police wanted them to do, which was consolidate their presence. So when you tell people that, that these people helped put an end, or should I say sabotage, I mean, it would have ended, but not on these terms. There was a much more positive way we could have ended it. But that these people sabotaged the very convoy they claim to have started, which they didn't start. People are gonna slip into one of the seven signs of cognitive dissonance when you tell them that. Doesn't matter how much fact you show them. You can show them the direct quote from the court document, read it verbatim, and they will do one of the seven things. They'll change the topic, they'll call you names, they'll engage in mind reading, like the example I just gave, with the Chauvin thing. They'll respond with word salad. That's what Keith Wilson does all the time. You will know, be a long run-on sentence that makes no sense. They'll give you an analogy instead of a reason. They'll say, well, it's kind of like blah, 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 trying to justify it. They'll tell you, well, it's too complicated for you to understand. Or they'll do the so you're saying straw man. Oh, so what you're saying is blah, blah, blah. And they'll straw man what you're saying. They're going to do one of those seven things. When you tell them, court testimony proves everything BJ, Bridget, Diverge Media, everyone else has been saying, they're going to respond with the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. And if you're prepared for it, then you can talk them out of it over time. It'll take a while. But people's ideas and philosophies have been programmed into them. That's what happens when we're raising children, right? When you raise children, you try to teach, teach teach children things. You're really trying to program them, hopefully, to be a good person, to have a certain you know, worldview and whatever, right? So this is all good news if we understand how people work and we are we're able to communicate with those people who are suffering cognitive dissonance. And the other positive thing I see is all the noise, you know, kind of re, to revisit this thing. All the noise we're seeing around the activism on the ground, all the groups and all the protesting, whatever, none of it is organic. None of it. It's all scripted. It's all planned. It's often funded uh, funded by foreign entities or NGOs that get money from foreign entities or sometimes political parties. So it's not organic. So that doesn't represent the 99% of people who really are the silent majority, right? So you're going to see the noise on the street. It's an attempt to persuade people. It's an attempt to gain social proof. That's why they have large groups. Oh, look, there's 50,000 people here. Okay, great. So you had 50,000 people on an email list from a mosque or a group of mosques that you're paying them 50 bucks a day to go there, some of them. Okay, great. Great. So that's just theater. Show me something organic, right? You did see something organic, actually, not mildly organic. I don't like the fact that political parties tried to co-opt it like they try to co-opt everything. But you did see a vigil in Toronto and a number of cities around the world. In Toronto, it was at Mel Asman Square uh, in support of Israel the night or the second night after the invasion. Uh, There was something like 20,000 people. Uh, a lot of that was organic and a lot of people from the, from Indian communities, a lot of people from various different communities. There's no question political parties got involved and tried to capture it or, you know, capitalize on it. We know that. That's fine. But the trucker convoy, which was the biggest one, Cheryl just said it here. That's right. The truckle, trucker uh, convoy was organic. Now, it got co-opted by the political class and the political parties. Who put an end to it, which is why I bring up this statement uh, from Chris Barber's lawyer, which says Chris Barber became – sorry, Big Fed became frustrated that he was unable to do what the police wanted them to do, which was consolidate the presence because the rest of the tractors told him to go fuck himself, right? That's why they got to try to ste- – they got to try to build him up to make him look like the trucker and get a few other idiots who will just parrot what he says. That's why they have to do that to try to give him some legitimacy but it doesn't have any, right? Because they co-opted something that was started by a group of truckers and it was organic and it was big. It was so big that they needed to try to get a hold of it. They couldn't let a Facebook group with half a million people. be it not under the control of the conservative establishment or the political establishment, out-fundraised all of uh, Canada's political parties in history by a significant margin. And that's why those people came in to co-opt it. I didn't know this was going on. I, mean, like, I got a call. There's a protest. I'm like, great, sure, I'll, I'll do messaging and, um, and, some, uh, and pressers and stuff. Sure, I'm cool with that. That's awesome. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You guys are all amazing. Anyways, I th- so I think in all of this, to conclude, we're seeing a lot of noise. We've seen a lot of tragedy over the past year or the past well year or two. I mean, COVID as well. But that's another issue we'll talk about later. But let's just focus on the past couple of weeks. The reason people like myself and others talk about it, Dr. David L. is a good example as well, is because we see it coming to the West and we're trying to wake people up. You can't ignore it. You, you just can't. If you could ignore it, we would all be ignoring it as well. Unfortunately, it's brainwashing your university campuses and your colleges and now your schools which is why the initiatives of schools are important. The trans stuff is a distraction. It's important. There's no question. But this is what's underlying all of that. Who do you think is funding all of this stuff? The people who are funding it are the people who want to destroy the kafir. kafir. That's what they're trying to do. And they utilize these strategies to do so. So just be very careful and be aware. This is not about Israel. It's about that's the Western nation in the region, Uh, the only Western nation in the region, really. Although, thank God to those Abraham Accords and thank God to Trump for getting those Abraham Accords, which are currently stalled but not ended. Because if that part of the world starts starts to get some normality, then where are the extremists going to go? They're going to come here, as they did after Mohammed Morsi His government collapsed. What did they do? They came to Canada in many cases. So now we have their trash. As Imam Tawhidi said, he did a great uh, clip the other day that was posted, that the West is bringing in all the garbage that the Middle East didn't want, all the garbage that the Muslim countries don't want. We're taking in here and we're giving them political power. And you wonder why this society is becoming fractured and collapsing. It's because of the garbage that we brought in. Not the good people. The garbage. It's got to stop. So don't be afraid to speak out. It's never been easier like now. I'm willing to bet this is not monetized on YouTube. But not really doing this for monetization. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, the so what what I started with the brokenomics thing so check out honking for freedom on locals that's the name of the community brokenomics part one is there next weekend brokenomics part two will be released and that is everything that's happened from the freedom convoy until a couple of weeks ago uh, which I think a lot of you will find fascinating there will be some information you know. And I'm willing to bet information you don't know and other people don't know that you want to share with them. So um, anyways. All right, Jesse, yes, instant by instant. Incident. Let me just go over. Uh, not sure Ben and I will work on details and let you know. Okay, uh, so there's so many comments up here. I kind of, uh, I'll have to go through them after. I'm just seeing if there's anything. Signu- okay, you guys are all talking amongst each other. And great. Um, wouldn't let me post that word as a single word yeah you know this is why euphemisms become important, and the good thing about euphemisms is you can you can add some humor into it and humor is massively persuasive. You want to get rid of these um these fake die-in protests or the pra- massive prayers in the streets, start making fun of them. It'll make them, they'll stop. they'll make them crazy. It's just a a, a particular tactic that that I know works, right? Um, and for those of you who are on Twitter, you would have seen the meme "Free Palpatine" was <laughs> went viral on Twitter. Next the past few days, I I died of laughter. It was the funniest, funniest thing I've seen in a long time. But uh, we'll talk more about them. I post some of those uh, those memes on uh, my streams, on my streams, on my uh, on my socials. Okay, so I hope that helps. I hope. There's a sense of despite the bumps in the road and that this for some people was a very difficult couple of weeks, that it's gonna be positivity over the long term. We're gonna go to a place of enlightenment. But sometimes you gotta fight first. And you can't be a coward and you can't avoid a fight. And sometimes there are bullies and you know, there's no bigger cry bully than an Islamist who will try to punch you in the face, and when you punch them back, will cry like a little bitch, um, or baby, I don't know what you want to call it, whatever. Uh, There's no greater cry bully than them. They're just like the communists, they're the same way. Don't back down, whatever you do. We didn't back down in Ottawa in the face of authoritarian, and authoritarian creep. You shouldn't be backing down against this authoritarian creep that is coming and funded by foreign sources, right? And if none of us back down, we win. Pretty easy. All right. I love you all. You're the best. And, um, oh, oh, we got to some, yeah, wait, what, blah, blah, blah. Somebody on uh, Rumble, uh, Burn Slots, uh <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, this person is confused with Palestine does not exist. That's right. The Mandate of Palestine, which was the region outlined by uh, the British before they left, uh, that that area has been referred to as Israel since antiquity. There's a book about it. It's called Exodus. It's the second book of the Old Testament. Um, Palestine was a pejorative given to that region by the Nor- by the Romans. And the British named it a mandate for the Palestinian region. That's it. And, uh, I mean, it's really difficult. It's really complicated beyond that to know all the dates. You clearly don't know any of this st- stuff, which is fine. That's great. Uh, there's an excellent um, YouTube channel called, I think it's called Traveling Israel. The guy is not left or right. He's not really... Political, doesn't like all political sides. But, uh, you know, his grandmother was born uh, in the region. And uh, he's got some really, really interesting takes. And that's what the difference of Sephardic Jews. Sephardic Jews are people who've been in the entire region uh, or were in Spain and Portugal and stuff. But the Sephardic Jews who are there never left. So and these are basic facts you can look up very easily or you can just – uh, allow the brainwashing and programming to continue and allow it to fester and never enlighten yourself to the facts that's cool you you can do that uh, but there are some of us who have a little bit more brain power and like to know all the context of every all the all the propaganda that we're fed all right so all the best i love you all i hope you have an amazing day things will get better despite some of the noise and when the noise starts to get to you Don't forget, just turn it off. Go do something that puts joy in your life. Be with your family, your friends, or your birds, (laughs) the five birds, the four others with Rocky who are watching. And you guys are the best. And uh, I love you all, and I I will talk to you all very soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.